My name's Ellis George, and you are listening to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast. Hello and welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast, episode 583. I'm Adam, and how do we kill it? And here's Mary Lang. Everything is dangerous. Eating chips, crossing the road, it's no way to live your life. Kirby Bartlett Sloan. Shoot the little girl first. And um, there's a little baby, I think she said it at one point, didn't she, Courtney? Yeah. There's a little yeah. baby, Rodney. Um <laughs> so this week we're looking uh, at uh, not necessarily killing the moon, but uh, I think that's uh, the theme of this particular story. Happy so moon. are we ready? And remember the rules, uh, Kirby. What are the rules? Uh, that you are the boss. No, well, yeah, but no. Well, that doesn't seem to work most of the time, does it? No, we're going to bash through it. But just in case uh, I've missed anything on the oh, I thought feed, we're going to bash it. The live feed, which is <laughs> that'll be easy. <laughs> which is basically a video of me talking to you lot via the twenty meg. Oh my god, I've got to move the screen and you've got me recording it. Uh, the twenty megabyte Doctor Who podcast Facebook group, which you can join, and also on the Isle of Wight Doctor Who fans page. Um, so we've got. Oh god, here we go. It started already. It started already. Wait. Um, Lillian Robin. Hi Neil. I think I've gone around the wrong way. Um, have I got the round the wrong way? It starts with Neil James. Hello. Oh, hello, Lillian. And then warmest greetings to you fine specimens. Have a great show. That means that does sound like he's not going to be paying much attention to her about as soon as uh, the sort of um, <laughs> flirting She's be with Lillian's out there. Lillian, hi, everyone. Hi, Neil. And on we go. I'm getting a bit fed up watching um, Love Island and it's, I don't need it. We've got 20 megabyte Doctor Who podcast island at the moment. Mm-hmm. Right, the episode begins with Clara doing a um, fourth wall plea uh, to, you know, for, uh, for some help because they're on their own. And... Well, no, it's not. It's it's within the story because the, she's actually oh, talking to the earth. God. So it's not it's not a fourth wall. Right. Exactly. Right. Just about 30 seconds ago, you said. You said something about me being in charge, didn't you? So <laughs> that didn't last very long, did it? <laughs> yes, she is doing a, a piece into the camera because she's stalking to Earth, uh, but we find out that later on. As we're viewing it, it's a fourth wall thing. She's looking straight at us because we're Earth with people on Earth. But at the time, we're thinking, oh, why is she, talk- why is she talking to us? Anyway, stop, people stop of Earth, disagreeing with me. I'll please. say Stop disagreeing with me. I'll set Mary on to you. <laughs> anyway, so uh, then the next shot is uh, um, back at the school because I presume the doctor's still employed. He isn't in his caretaker uniform anymore. But, uh, no, he's, he's, he's no longer the caretaker. Yeah, but he's, he's at the school, so therefore he shouldn't be at the school, should he, if he's no longer yeah, employed? And, and they walk the halls unremarkably, so uh, you know, I guess he's just accepted there as the caretaker. Yeah. My um, computer is, is struggling to... I know why. It's a blooming creative. It's a no, it's creative crowd. It's an Adobe uh, uh, piece of software actually. Um, 
Kirby, not Mac. It is on Mac, but it keeps on clashing with my system, so I'm going to have to shut it down because it's... With your assistant? You mean your companion? I didn't say assistant. I said system. System, okay. So I'm now going to quit out of Creative Cloud, which should free up. Oh, suddenly the grinding noise that my computer was making has stopped. And we're back to Doctor Who. Anyway, so yeah, the uh, Clara and Doctor going through the corridor. I think um, she he sort of had a bit of a, um, a sort of disruptive influence on Courtney, who. But she's right. a disruptive influence. Remember last week she said so. Yeah, um, and Courtney's more interested in sitting in the TARDIS and messing around in there rather than doing her schoolwork. So, basically, <laughs> the Doctor's getting a telling off from her teacher. Um, but um, that's right, because she got some um, travel sick pills or something like that. And he's, he's going on about, I don't want people being sick in my TARDIS. Da, 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 da. Anyway, so um, they go on a little trip to the moon, which is um, the moon in the future. Uh, all wearing, the, so, so managed to get three of those great orange spacesuits now, Kirby. It's quite interesting itself, isn't it? Yes, but they, Master, Master, mm. Master, they've removed all of the... Um, all the patches that used to tie them back together with uh, the the devil on around the black hole mm. thing. Well, they had to do that because on that um, particular production there was only one spacesuit, wasn't there? Now there's three of them. But uh, when we saw Orson Pink, he had those patches. Sorry about that, Kirby. And would you want to speak to the BBC production team rather than me? It's not my blooming fault. I'm just pointing it out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they're on um, what looks like a, a space shuttle, uh, which by now I think has been decommissioned, but nevertheless they're, they're flying, flying on something. Flying. It was in a museum. Uh, but they're, they're flying on it. It's space, there was no atmosphere, so it couldn't fly, but it's flying quite levelly, heading for the, the, the moon surface. Basically, they're crashing. Master. Uh, now, now, the 11th Master. Doctor... Master. I haven't Master. finished. Master. Can Master. I just finish my sentence? The 11th Doctor... Um, would be particularly excited about the fact that they're crashing, but obviously the 12th Doctor is not so excited. Yeah, go on. Uh, as far as all the scientific inaccuracies, which this has uh, quite a kid and caboodle of, oh my it's gosh. a science fiction fantasy TV Yes, it is. It is indeed. But you've just um, underscored the scientific inaccuracies right so that because yes, we call it hang on really, let me finish my bloody sentence got a lot of bin in the I mean, house of commons this right so where do i get up to right so you say uh, science fiction fantasy right so we cover that because it's the science fiction right inaccurate fantasy so we move over to the fantasy side so my statement that this is a science fiction fantasy tv show works every time exactly Exactly. In other words, the scientific inaccuracies, I said this 10 years ago, mm. do not bother me. No, well, I, I didn't worry so much about scientific inaccuracies as much as there are just some like really big blowout, um, you know, dis- continuity errors. And oh, <laughs> come back to them. As as I, I had to keep reminding myself that this is, you know, a science fiction. <laughs> Mostly you should write it on the top of your computer, Mary. Science fiction fantasy. So you never forget it. It's up there in, in a... Yeah, in really. A, it's in my face all the time. <laughs> yeah. So they're on this sort of space shuttle, which looks quite big, actually, on the inside. But I suppose it must be because it holds sort of satellites and whatnot. And a TARDIS, funny enough. Um, and at this stage, there's three 
um, crew asking the doctor and the others uh, what the hell they're doing there, etc., etc. There's a anti, there's a sort of uh, fake gravity thing as well, and uh, one of the crew is uh, appeared in Doctor Who before. In a, in Three times. This is his third, third third time. Third. What were the other two? Well, the Dragonfire was one. I think his face. Dragonfire, and he was one of the Movellans in Destiny of the Dark. Oh, of course he was, yes. He was the the chief Movellan. He was indeed. He wasn't face melt off, man, as I nearly accidentally said. Anyway, obviously, uh, we find out later that obviously the other crew there are the, to, to be the red coats in this, this episode, whereas uh, Hermione Granger, sorry, no, Hermione, the actress who plays, <laughs> is um, there to be. You know, she really did remind me of um, that that character from the the you know, Waters of Mars episode. That yes. Sort of, um, I had that feel about her, her sort of performance and presence. Very much episode. so, yes. And, so yeah, they're on the moon, and um, I do like Courtney's um, stepping onto the moon and cocking up Neil Armstrong's. Uh, that was line. almost my quote, except and I like I, the. I the just like the way they did that. That was really, really quite funny. Um, I don't like the way that um, um, scientific inaccuracies smoke is coming out of uh, the side of the space shuttle. Uh, uh, Master, oh, what it's a science fiction fantasy TV show. Oh yeah, show. yeah, yeah, I know. No, no. <laughs> Doesn't Silly bother me. No, and I do like when they're wandering across the moon's surface, which really does look quite cool. Although they do slightly look a bit sort of um, superimposed, but it doesn't matter. I do like it. They walk past How this they little. They look superimposed. This is Lanzarote. <sighs> they walk past this little thing that reminds me a little bit of uh, the moon base um, that we saw in a uh, Patrick Troughton story quite a few years ago now. Yes. Uh, anyway. So oh, this this is this is what the third time they've been to Lanzarote. I was I was uh, hoping that they'd show uh, Perry swimming. In her <laughs> I'm always hoping they're showing Perry swimming in a bikini. It doesn't matter what episode it is. Um, one thing I just just thought picked up on, you know, when normally when um, science fiction programs have uh, people in spacesuits, they always have a light inside the spacesuit lighting up their face. Uh, they used the sunlight and earth light to uh, to light up the faces in this, which I quite liked. Uh, anyways, they're sort of skulking around on the surface of Lanzarote, I mean the moon, and uh, going to this moon base thing. And there's spiders' webs everywhere. But later on, we find out these spiders aren't in fact spiders; they're bacteria. So I didn't know bacteria created webs. Yeah. Science fiction, yeah. fantasy TV show. I never had eight legs. Yeah. Science fiction, mm-hmm. fantasy TV show. Uh, it's a science fiction, fantasy TV show. <laughs> Unfortunately, when the characters get inside this little thing, they get those lights to light up the faces on the inside, just to quite contradict what I was saying. They had the lights when they were outside too. You just couldn't see it as much because yeah. they were filming in broad daylight. Yeah, well, they did a great job of that. It did look, look yes. moonish. And there's a film out that came out last year. It was an awful film. I can't remember what it was, what it was called, but it was something to do with, the, in the film, uh, the the moon is crashing to Earth. Um, but I can't remember what it was called. It was so bad. Uh, but it did look like a similar sort of thing was done with the surface of the moon. Anyway, eventually, after some skulking around in a very spooky, darkly lit um, base, base under siege scenario um this sort of uh spidey creature appears very cool looking creature to be fair but um anyway it starts <laughs> be sure to watch the behind the scenes because they had one big uh rubber spider that they would throw onto the onto the actors to battle okay but it's a really cool thing i like yes. the, i like the glowy 
you know, joint parts of its legs and stuff. Anyway, um, red shirt well, number one. I wonder suit. if these are the same spiders that they use um, in the. Uh, is it in the Jody era? The yeah, one there's a Jody era one. Potentially, yeah. 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 I doubt it. They were quite good. So long ago. What's the matter, Odie? <laughs> Hang on. Odie wants to get out of the room. What are you doing to my dog? Oh, getting distracted by teenagers. Anyway, so um, yeah, first red coat gets done in by Spidey, uh, Not leaving red, coat, red shirt. It, all right, shirt then, whatever. A red, red. Oh, coat I know what a red, red coat, coat is. Coat. I made a mistake. I got distracted by a teenager. Uh, right then, where do we get up to? Oh yeah, so they're, they're being sort of spooked out by stuff because Clara's panicking and and poor old Courtney is really really panicking. I want to go home. She hasn't said that yet, but um, you can see it's coming. Um, so the doctor tries to get everybody out of the room, and um, I think someone else gets done in, don't they? Oh yeah, the um, the bloke from the Malevin bloke, Mal- Mal- the, the bloke, bloke that was in Dragonfire gets done in. Right. Um, what? Yes. Um, that should look like a cross between spiders and scorpions, actually, but uh, more spider than scorpion. Yeah, it's a, it's a spider with a scorpion tail, which yeah. is cool. It is cool. Yes. Um, anyway, so um, Courtney. It's a sing- it's a single cell. Scorpio. <laughs> anyway, the, the, it, looked, it looked very single cell, yes. The gravity, <laughs> gravity gets turned off, which makes, uh, rather bizarrely on the surface of the moon, makes Courtney float. Now, if you're under the one of these people that believes that the Earth is flat and that the moon landings never happened, which is possible, it's quite, it is, it's just, it's weird, because it's just as possible the moon landings didn't happen as that they did. So it's a really weird scenario, but I, I, I choose to believe they did, because I watched some of it in 1973. Um, um, but it is also possible it was faked. I don't know. But if you are to believe no, it, it did No, it is happen, not at all possible it was faked. Oh, be quiet. I'm just talking about the potential for it to actually be faked. No, you've got to look at, no you've got, potential for it to be You've faked. got to understand why people think it is a fake, because it's a long time ago. and people, they no. can't, It's very difficult to believe that uh, the technology would be around to, to get um, things off the Earth and go to the moon and back. It was there. I know it is, but I'm just saying it's difficult for some people to believe it. But if, can we get back to my original point that, uh, so say so you want to say, for example, for argument's sake, that the, the moon laddings did happen and uh, gravity does exist, or mavity, as it's now called in the world of Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, I was um, going to say something about that. Because obviously, yes. obviously um, flat earthers would not believe in mavity because... Uh, you know, it's, there's no reason for, for mavity to exist if the Earth is flat. Right, so going back to what I was saying, um, the long and short of it is that why is Courtney floating in, in, on the surface of the moon? She wouldn't it's do, would she? It's explained. What? It's explained in the dialogue. Oh. So I just wasted about two minutes of my life talking about that. Then, yes. Yeah. I was but at least I, get, at least I gave the, the flat earthers but... and I gave the, uh, the um, moon landing doubters a mention there. Back to Doctor Who. Wasn't that fun, everyone? It's more fun than the actual episode we're watching. Um, right, so Courtney gets in a bit of trouble, but the Doctor sort of gets a window open, sort of just about manages to rescue her with a tennis ball on the end of a bit of string. Um, and then uh, Courtney rather cleverly um, squirts the beastie with some antibacterial spray. and She could have hand sanitizer would have done the job. It? Anyway, it's dead. Because it's a bacteria. Master. The da- Master or what? Quote, now, uh, you flew because that 1.3 billion tons shifted. It moved. It's an unstable mass, unquote. So why weren't they floating then? Because it's different depending on where you are. It's not an issue. Okay. 
Uh, anyway, so the, the the creature's dead. Doctor is sort of gushing over uh, these little uh, bacteria things, and um, but this is before he realises that if the bacteria are this big, they must be connected to a much much bigger creature. Anyway, anyway, so that's the point in which I think Courtney said, "Miss, I'm gonna go home now." <laughs> of course, the doctor can't. <laughs> yeah. got to go. I do like that. She's a very believable um, character. Um, to be fair and beautifully played and I didn't appreciate it as much at the time by Ellis George I think she's great in this um, they go out on the surface mood to do some investigation and uh, eventually um, Courtney is um, shut up in the TARDIS uh, for her own safety and this and is posting when posting to Tumblr I don't know do- anyone that posts to Tumblr anymore yes Yes, I know. Nobody does now, funny enough. Um, yeah, although I do. I, Tumblr, yeah, and I'm thinking, yeah, who does Tumblr? Yeah, I know. One of my friends still does it, but he's quite old. So. Um, yeah, so this is this point because, and I quite agree with Clara, actually, that the, the doctors, she's sort of got a, a duty of care to to Courtney, which uh, she sees that it was, it was very irresponsible to take Courtney with them uh, any sh- way, shape, and form. Um, but um, and it was about I love the doctor said how old are you is it was it thirty or doing fifteen which is quite funny as well but <laughs> so yeah the the Clara's getting quite rightly a little bit miffed with the doctor's attitude in this uh, this story and to be fair I am as well but um, he's sort of a bit sort of uh, wrapped up in his own sort of doctorness and the, the situation and and being a bit holier than now and, and trying to deal with the the other attitude we've got in there, which is, of course, um, the the woman Hermione's character, whose name I forget at the time, uh, at, at this moment, um, who, who's almost as, as moody as the Doctor. In fact, she's almost like mirroring the Doctor in some Ludwig. way. Lundvik is her last name. I don't know if she has a first name. Okay. Anyway, so they're all bickering. Yeah, the, the, the credits just say Lundvik. Thank you. Uh, what your name is. So anyway, they go and find out. They go and uh, investigate, and a, a little um, bacteria beastie comes out and a- attacks the doctor. Um, he gets away with it because he's the doctor, and his contract's running for another couple of years, so he should be fine. And um, yeah, off they go. And I'm uh, just skipping a bit here because we've got... uh-huh. oh. I was, I was, I, I thought so. What? Uh, I just googled, "Will a spray bottle work in a vacuum?" Yes. So they were wrong. Oh. oh, well, it's a science yeah. fiction fantasy TV show. Kirby. Exactly. Oh, a little bit of scientific accuracy. I think we, we all got to step back on that one. <laughs> yeah. No, no, they said in, in, in the dialogue that it wouldn't. Right. right, I know, I know. <laughs> so the other way, the doctor decides to go down this this uh, this cavern and see so he'll be back. He pro- probably or something like that. Anyway, uh, leaving the two women together, and um, she asks uh, Clara if uh, if he'll come back, and she says something on the lines of, "If he says he's going to be back, he will be." And then they find that the the skeleton of uh, the first uh, red shirt uh, who died earlier on. And then the doctor comes back, and he he say, "Oh." There's a big beastie down there. Because he's Scottish, you see. Hi. Is he? Um, I hadn't noticed. Yeah. And uh, they um, they communicate a little bit with uh, the very, very bored Courtney in the TARDIS. And eventually, I'm going to move forward a bit here, Mary. I do apologise about this. Um, the Doctor projects uh, uh, an image of what's within the the, uh, the shell of the moon, which is obviously, as we now know, is an egg. Uh, a very big, big, big creature, which the Doctor says is 
utterly beautiful, which I think is quite a nice a typical doctor. Uh, but the um, Hermione character, does, uh, the character played by Hermione, is um, not at all impressed. And that's when she says, how do we kill it? And, of course, this is when they clash because the doctor doesn't want to kill it. Well, and and she, does, she does it very well. You know, she's yeah. so businesslike. You yeah. know, this is what we have. OK, how do we kill it? Because, yeah, obviously, there's um, it's having issues with Earth at the, at the moon at the moment. It's causing all sorts of havoc on Earth. And um, she's thinking, well, if you kill it, then that will stop. You know that what's going on on Earth, and there's also issues. If you kill it, the uh, the moon will collapse, and the bits of the moon with it. The Earth. That's the other argument, which wasn't or proven later to be incorrect. But uh, so uh, the Doctor's not particularly happy with Hermione's character. And Hermione's character isn't particularly happy with the Doctor, and um, yeah. So they. I, I'm not, there's a few minutes to go here, but it, uh, it's quite a lot of arguing goes on and bickering stuff between the characters. Bigger, uh, bigger, bigger. Yeah. So basically, it, it it sort of ends up with they're gonna either blow the moon up and kill the the big um monster. Well, it's not a monster; it's an animal uh, within it. The dragon. Uh, and the doctor says, "Right, okay, right. It's up to you, human beings, to decide what to do." He obviously wants them to keep it alive because it's sort of the one. It, he thinks it's the one and only of its kind in the universe. Um what became first the big massive creature in the moon or the the egg i don't know i don't know i presume the the moon or came first I'm well what, the one that gave that laid its egg before it obviously came then before it? it and the one before that well, how did it get pre- before that who's who, who fertilized the egg moving on um <laughs> it's one of those and, and master uh, it is it is inherently obvious yeah. that the doctor knew how this was going to turn out okay but anyway so uh, yeah, so he, he basically hands. It's a bit like um, the Doctor in um, that um, Amy fell down to the ground story, where he um, <laughs> let, lets humans uh, negotiate with the Silurians and leaves it to them. It's a similar sort of scenario. Um, yes, I, 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 I feel as if Clara sort of agrees with the Doctor that it's you can't kill the creature because you don't actually know what's going to happen, whether it will definitely destroy all life on Earth or, or it may not do. So so she can't make the decision. So she asks the she people contra- of Earth. She contradicts the entire planet, or half the entire planet. Yeah, just let me speak. So she asks uh, uh, the, people yeah. on, the people on Earth to, because um, the moon is starting to collapse at this one, because uh, um, their the shell's hatching, to have the decision, right, okay, if switch your lights off if you, if you want us uh, to save the creature, leave them on if you want us to go. Yes, half the no. earth. other way, other way. Well, you know what I mean. Half the earth is is in sunlight, so that obviously we wouldn't see if right. their lights well, and, went off. And they're not going to get clear around the earth in 40 mm. minutes. <laughs> but yeah. on a sort of um, basis of democracy... Uh, that's probably about 50% of the world's population. So I think that's a fair result, don't you? That, that at least 50% of that side of the Earth, in fact, all of them turn the lights off. So therefore, that leaves 50% of which some of them would have turned the lights off. So therefore, it's a majority. That's how I see it. So um, the decision was made, and they allowed uh, the creature to... I thought, actually, when I was watching the story originally, that Hermione was going to press the button anyway. But uh, um, So they go to Earth, and they see a badly CGI'd... Um, video of the uh, well, the moon sort of hatching, because I thought I'm it sorry, was well done. In some aspects, it was, but I just felt that when it broke out, that I don't really think those rocks would have flown away so quickly from uh, um, 
you know, because well, some of the, the, astro- the astronaut predicted it. She says those pieces are going to fall to Earth and kill people. Yeah, I didn't get that. No, I was more concerned about if you're watching it the way they they depicted it on on the video. Some of those pieces would have probably been travelling faster than the speed of light because um, it was they're going such a speed away from a very very large object, so it should have been a bit the slower. The moon isn't that far away. I'm saying the speed I, in which driven, it was blowing, you, it wouldn't look like that unless it was a supernova. And I reckon in this supernova, things must go past the speed of light and during a supernova because it's such a violent explosion so then some particles from a supernova must go faster than the speed of light it's only you know logic that dictates I, that. I have had several cars where i've driven way more than the distance from the earth to the moon thank you for that kirby anyway so it hatches and out comes this rather sort of gray looking um creature it's a bit like a butterfly with a tail and um I thought it looked a little bit like a like a fantasy dragon, you know. Yeah, but anyway, what happened next is it laid an egg which was bigger than itself. How does that happen then, Kirby? Science fiction, fantasy TV show. Well, as we say, you know, <laughs> the, the, the story, as many do, you know, defy not just scientific facts but yeah. uh, you know. uh, common sense. It <laughs> could have sense, essentially yeah. it could have been an alien creature, Mary. We could imagine or that, that it beamed this uh, egg out of its own body instead of like shooting it yeah. out it could have created it out of magic or something of that ilk so yeah the doctor's all pleased with himself and uh, they go back to earth and uh, yeah this oh i see so the back earth um courtney of essentially gets banned from the tardis um both by the doctor and by uh miss oswald miss oswald is absolutely seething with the doctor and basically tells him to beep off in but we don't hear that dialogue but you know that's what she's actually saying one of the best scenes in all of doctor who where she tells him off yeah uh and she's quite rightly to do so and he's very smug and uh deserves a slap around the face i don't think he gets one but he certainly deserves one and uh, and i I like her saying you know i'm going to slap you (laughs) until you regenerate yes that's a really really good line um yeah and she she's very cross with him and basically leaves him uh, and quite rightly so um very good so that's the end of the story really because we move on to the little cliffhanger for next week so um Right, I know I've sort of picked up on a few of the, you know, the, the silly things about this particular episode. Uh, but I like the the idea that the moon is an egg. I know it's it's a lot of different things in a lot of different universes, but in this particular story, it's an egg. Um, I like the story. I like the, the base under siege feeling about it. I like the performances within it. Uh, even though I don't like the Doctor in this episode, and I will say that, I think, um, he's, he's made the Doctor very unlikable in this, this particular series. I still think Peter Capaldi is absolutely, you know, he's brilliant. You know, his performance is amazing. But um, he's, he's, he's not very likable in this at all. Um, I think it's a Doctor-centric episode, uh, and Clara's trying to cling on to her friendship with him. Uh, so I like that dynamic. It's a different dynamic, but the, the, the companion is really annoyed with with the doctor and trying to support and look after a babysit orphan, uh, a, a child that sh- that's under her care. And and she's, you know, what they should have done at the end instead of just letting Courtney 
you know, go back to school. The doctor should have done his magic mind meld and wiped her mind of the, the memories of her what she had. Because yeah, how is she supposed? She's dangerous now yeah. with what she knows. Yeah, yeah. She, she's going to go out there and blab, and people are either going to think she's crazy, yeah. uh, or she's giving away a lot. So, so that that's the I think that's the, the, the only thing they missed on. They they should have. They should have, uh, is it retconned, they call it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just for her own safety, really, because she's, yeah, it just doesn't work. Um, but. Uh, and that could have been used in future episodes. Yeah. You know, some nefarious character could, you know, discover, you know, that, that she knows all of this and uses it to, uh, you know, capture her and whatever. They could have mm-hmm. used it. but And also maybe Im- images from, Obviously, it's going to happen in the future of them being on the moon, and uh, she'd be an old woman, and they'd be she'd see pictures of her younger self. You know, what I mean? they could have done something like this, like like yeah, you say. Yeah, they could have done something. Master, today. master, master. Uh, Courtney is president of the U.S. in this story. Oh, was she? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. despite when... its despite its scientific inaccuracies and fantastical thingies. Um, I find the story quite engaging um, uh, and in some ways quite quite pretty. Uh, I just think it's a, a, a very romantic idea and quite Doctor Who-ish in some aspects, especially the way they bring in these people just to kill them off. It's quite funny. Um, and on the whole, I, I think it's really, really quite a good one, to be fair. And I, I love the, again, a different dynamic between the Doctor and his companion. And I think... Uh, once again, yes, we know that uh, Jenna Coleman's hot, and she her performance in this episode is hotter. Um, so great stuff. Uh, what do you think about it then? What's his name? Oh, Kirby. That's it. What do you think about it well, then, Kirby? First of all, I'm, I want to answer uh, what Mary just asked. Uh, towards in the last scene, the Doctor says, "Well, she really is something special now, isn't she? First woman on the moon, saved the Earth from itself, and rather bizarrely." She became the president of the United States. She met this bloke called Blinovich, which I love. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I heard the part about the Blinovich, but I did all that other stuff just kind of, I guess, went went by me. Yeah, of course, she can't under our current constitution become president, but who knows? Maybe well, I'm sure we, the constitution we, 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 will uh, change. Postulated 10 years ago that maybe uh, the uh, United States had been absorbed back into the British Empire. <laughs> very funny. No, um, you know, obviously, I, I've made a, a list uh, when I'm writing my history of all time, which I've, I've sort of done, and then I'm going to do again at some point. Uh, within that history is every single American president when they served, you know, and whatnot. It wasn't that long ago that there wasn't a limit of two terms for an American president. So the Constitution may change again at some point or have and, an addition and, to it. And Amendments. also, I, I absolutely guarantee that you're going to sit down and you're going to uh, write down uh, how you're related to each and every one of them. I'm not related to each and every one of them, Kirby. I'm just to a few, to a few Good of one, them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, obviously, I have no issue with the science. Yes, I have complained about the science for other stories, but they tend to be very, very weak stories. For instance, The Curse of the Bad Plot, uh, where they broke all the mirrors, making thousands of more mirrors, which is uh, crazy. Uh, In this case, it's a science fiction fantasy TV show. It doesn't bother me because the story is so darn strong. Uh, It's engaging. It's uh, 
Very, very good. And if you go out there and, and Google things about this story, you will find, yeah, back when this first came out, it was very Marmite. It was about 50-50. Uh, people either loved it or hated it. And I, I 10 years ago, I loved it, uh, which I thought was odd because of the science issues, but I still loved it. Uh, and you'll find that a lot of people have gone out and reevaluated it and there's there's videos out there on YouTube saying take another look at this story. It is really really good. Yep, no, I don't disagree with that at all. So, um, it, 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 is it the best Doctor Who ever? No. no. Uh, is it a good story? Yes. It's got, it's got some. It's got some good set pieces. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the uh, telling off of the Doctor at the end is fantastic, and um, it's it's good. I'll, I'll gladly rewatch it. Yeah, it's good. It's a good story, and again, it's a shame in some ways that 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 was the end of of Ellis or well, Courtney as a companion. Because, uh, but it, at least it, another aspect of it, of course, is that not everybody's fit to be a companion of the Doctor, and that uh, was evident with, with Courtney, strong-willed yeah. girl, not a mm-hmm. not a companion of the of the Doctor for various reasons. Maybe one because she was too young, but not not younger than Susan. Just saying. Okay, here we go. Eventually. <laughs> Should have had that little bit of music playing up to that little bit of music. Uh, it took so long to actually yeah. play. Uh, here's Mary. Um, well, overall, I have to agree with Kirby that it is a strong story and the acting in it is also very strong, including Courtney, which I did not expect, Mm, you know, that she really plays her part. Well, she does. Yes. But when I have a lot of questions at the end of a story where I have already forgiven so much in terms (laughs) of the science um, things and continuity things and all that, I just have questions like from the very beginning, my first thought when Clara is telling the doctor, oh, you didn't tell her she was special. You know, you've got to tell her. And I'm thinking, why do we have this culture where all young people have to be told they're special <laughs> or it's bad for them? It harms them. It hurts them. And, you know, did you grow up being told you were special? Nah. Or did you just kind of? You know, you, you just yeah. accepted life as it was and you made your own to, to, life to a special. certain degree. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So, so, so that's more of a cultural thing, um, you know, but I, I got a little mad at Clara for, you know, making such a big deal out of it because that puts the doctor in, in a tight spot, you know, even if he says it, it's not going to sound sincere. Um, and, and then when, when they talk to the, the broadcaster or communicator who's on earth and they're saying, Oh, how is it down there? And he's going, Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Um, and then, She's being, then Clara is supposed to talk to the people of Earth, you know, about, oh, we're, you got to tell me whether we're going to kill it or let it live. And my, I, all I can say is, well, how do they know? How do they know that it's a living creature? Who told them? <laughs> because the doctor and Clara, they just found out. So who who let the people of Earth know? Because Clara doesn't say in her broadcast. She just is asking them to tell her whether the, the creature should live or should die. Uh-huh. Um we don't and, see and all that, of her broadcasts. I'm sorry, what? We don't see all of her broadcasts. I, I uh, got a feeling that she had told Earth. 
Well, you know, we have Without to make seeing it, we wouldn't know, would we? There. Yeah, we have to make some assumptions as to yes. what the people were told, and and I don't like that. I, I want to know. Um, and and of course, this came up a little earlier in our conversation: is how is Clara going to know what half the Earth wants? <laughs> because it's exactly. a in daylight, and B, you know. Uh, she can't even get to them. You know, the the moon isn't going to get around there in time for her to know. So we're only um, letting about half or less than half of the Earth to vote. Um, so, yeah, I, I did like that it started off strong with the more we kept the, the creature, the monster, in the dark, the better, because, you know, that made it very tense and very scary. But once it turned out to be spiders, um, you know, you, you can't say that they're not. You can just call them bacteria, but bacteria does not have eight legs, and it doesn't creep these around do. a spider. Hmm? These do. Yeah, apparently these do. You know, so that 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 was one of the things that I couldn't just wave off, you know, as being inaccurate or you know that shouldn't work. It's like, no, these are spiders and they shouldn't be existing there. So I'm kind of on the fence. I I, I liked the story. I liked the, the performances. The, the, I just had too many questions and too many things I'm not comfortable with. So, kind of 50 50. Thank you very okay, much, can, can, Murray. Can, Master's going to tell me what I thought 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, You're go on. I'm tell you. Go on then. Oh, what's happened? Hang on. I'm hanging on. Um, I guess we don't have a choice. We have to hang on. Yeah, but it's, it's, is it him that's going funny in regards to his audio, or is it just me? Yeah, he's he's gone. Oh, excellent. Um, therefore, uh, is that the end of the show? Or? Well, maybe. So, so, oh, so it's right now. What? Nothing, not nothing, nothing. What? Yeah, we didn't say anything. <laughs> we love you. We love you, Kirby. Yes. <laughs> Did you not hear that? What? Hear what? I played back what she said. No, I didn't oh, hear no, a thing. didn't hear a thing. Uh, you liked this one even better than uh, the week before, and this was one of the, this was the best one of the entire series. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> and and again, we were shocked because even by this point, you had this reputation. Ah. Right. Although, so although uh, oh. Master had not gotten around to the boom, boom, boom. <laughs> no. Can I ask, Kirby, um, do you have it's, that? Um... It's interesting going back and listening to these things because by this point, I was I had started using Masta, which right. I thought was later on. So, do you have that as an audio clip, that particular thing? Or, or, or... I, I, I'll record it later. Well, you could always send it to me, but no, don't bother because I'm, I'm going to do the show tonight. So, yeah, it's fine. We'll just have to take your word I'll just, for it. I'll we? post it the way I posted it last week. Uh, right, then, uh, before we move on to the next section of the show, I have something very important to do, and that is play this piece of music. Tim says on the live feed, Adam is looking cold again. Good to hear you got a fugitive doctor figure. Now, good, good segue, because for benefit of people watching the live feed, which I'll save onto the, the thing if anyone wants to see it, I'm going to have to put away the camera on. Oh. <clears throat> Here is the Fugitive Doctor uh, set, which um, I actually want to get the, the Fugitive Doctor herself, there she is, out of the box, but Deb says I'm not allowed to, but how am I supposed to get it with the rest of my um, 
Doctor Who figures if I don't take it out. Buy another one. I don't want the TARDIS. I just want the Fugitive Doctor. Buy another one. Another one, another one. That looks good, man. Yeah, I mean, I I have two uh, 11th uh, Sonic Screwdrivers. One that is Hang on, you said get another one. Did you say get another one? They're £40. And the well, so, and, the, the and, way that you, you that you are uh, moving around like that doesn't seem like it weighs that much. <laughs> so funny. Not right. So yeah, Adam, I got remember, it. I got Ed, it. Because, Adam, remember you wanted him on the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Tim advised me that uh, that they were selling out, so I had to get it uh, rather than miss out completely, like I did when the original first and second Doctor figures came out. They they disappeared. They're since quite easy to get hold of, but not in their original releases. Uh, I think I have more or less their original ones, the colour versions. But there was also a black and white version, a, a monochrome version of the first and second Doctors when they came out. Right then, Kirby. I presume I've given you enough time to get yourself ready. So uh, I, I the last chance you have is Lillian Robin. In case something has happened. Lillian Robin but says, yes, I, "I'm right on it." Thank hang you. on. All right, hang on. Uh, Lillian Robin said, "I used to post a Tumblr. I'm mostly Instagram nowadays." Right. Has that given you the uh, a, a correct amount of time to uh, to do that? Now I, mean, I have to change the order of the. Oh of my the post. god! Right. While you're doing that, I'm going to take. But you my... would have to do the same thing. Come on. Okay, Andy Nunny, whoever he is, says, hopefully I'm helping with the Cubs all day tomorrow, then out in the evening with the lovely Dawn, some anniversary or other. And then I posted, I went upstairs, uh, pulled out the uh, Isaac Asimov edited uh, anthology called uh, Before the Golden Age, and I've taken a few pictures of the Jack Williamson 1934 story, short story from Astounding Science Fiction, called Born of the Sun, in which not only is the moon an egg, but all the planets are an, are an egg, and the sun is the mother. Ah. Uh, so this is not a new concept. I am oh. very suspicious that uh, the author of this story got it from there. Oh, dear. Uh, now, I do have some issues with that story because it, it's 1934 and there's some uh, there's some evil uh, heathen Chinese stuff in it, too. So oh. it's the bad guys. But okay. that's, that was the 1930s. OK, brand, Mr. M, we have 45 minutes to decide. Kill the Moon by P. Ter Harness. So let's get this out of the way to start with. I don't have as big a beef with the dodgy science of this episode as everyone else seems to have. I don't. I'm fine with most of it. Because, after all, Doctor Who is a science fiction fantasy fantasy TV TV show. Yes, he's correct. I don't mind if the show leans more into the fiction part than anything else once in a while. I could have done without the moon chicken laying an egg the same size as the one it had just come out of, though. Just leave the Earth of the future without a moon. Who cares? Well, you have tide problems then. Yeah. Uh, Jenna Coleman is hot, yes. especially in slow motion. <laughs> it's, it's nice to see the doctor taking a step back from making the decisions for once. I don't know if I agree with all of what Clara has to say to him. I found Courtney more annoying in this episode. She didn't fit as well in this setting as she did in the school. The spider effects look dodgy, and a lot of the guest characters are paper thin. Nice location shooting, though. Overall, I'd give this a 7 out of 10. Good, not great. Next time, start the clock. 
uh, and before I go on to the next thing, um, this is a, a video I watched yesterday pointed out that we don't know that the new egg is the same size. It could simply be closer. Right. Okay. The original moon. Okay. Thank um, you, Kirby. Yeah. Somebody named Neil James, yeah. uh, Lillian's boyfriend. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there are some real scares in the first half of this episode. The direction is fantastic and really delivers some genuine moments of horror and suspense. The spider design is cool, and shoot the little girl first is a brilliant line. Yes. <laughs> really terrific first twenty minutes, but then I'm just not sure. I certainly don't hate it like a lot of fandom do. The egg stuff is daft, but let's remember it's a science fiction fantasy TV show. Yeah. So whatever. <laughs> However, I'm so bored of the Doctor and Clara arguing. It's exhausting. Please shut up. Three stars out of five. And then I posted an a animated GIF of uh, Capaldi in his previous show going, just shut up, shut up, shut up, shut, shut up. Yeah. To which Neil responds, absolutely. Yep. Uh, skip. Ian, although Ian does say separately, this egg story should be panned. Yes. Oh, am I supposed on, to do the, that? Where's the butter bump? Oh, hang on. Uh, I don't think I've got... It's not in my priority jingles folder, so it's obviously... Um, should be. I've got... Oh, should it? All right, okay, see so if I can find it just to... Doesn't matter. Go, yeah. go on, that's all. That yeah, that's all right. I'm just trying to find this rim shot just to... Uh, bear in mind, my, my computer's struggling because of that blimmin' Well, it's been Adobe. almost a minute since I said his... Uh, oh, you're really... Joke. A minute, is it? Okay, okay. So, uh, for the benefit of Mr. Kirk... Yay! There we go. Which you'll now... He'll probably nick that from, from this episode and drop it in most of his uh, audios, won't he? Talking of audios, uh, the nunnies... Well, good evening, Mr. Watson. Good evening. Here it's Sunday night. Yeah, Monday tomorrow. I have to go back to work. Well, I don't want to, but hey, that's life. Goes well in that boat, aren't we? Anyway, uh, yesterday, after taking Zach to Chili Cups, and the lovely daughter just wandered in, and she looked at the calendar to see what she's doing this week, counselling clients. And you've been interested. Um, I took. Uh, I watched with the ironing. I watched Kill the Moon. Yeah. Hmm. It's not very really good, is it? What? You know, it's uh, it actually starts off quite well because you, you want you know it's not like what's going on when you've got the space the, a, a repurposed space shuttle lands and you find out that uh, actually the Earth has lost interest in the space race and no one goes there anymore and it's got a load of nuclear bombs on it and uh, there's something going wrong in the moon and two people die killed by spiders and bacteria and it just goes rapidly downhill from there on. I mean, the whole concept is really, really silly. You know, there's a, the egg is a giant, the moon rather is a giant egg that hatches a creature that lays another giant egg. So presumably in you know, 150 million years or so, that's going to hatch again. Uh, but it's, it just made no sense. It just didn't, didn't grab me. Didn't really make me want to watch it again. Uh, I mean, there were some good bits. I mean, I think the relationship between the Doctor and Clara is interesting because it seems to be falling apart. And the relationship between Doctor and, uh, play Doctor, Clara and Danny is certainly starting to go somewhere. You know, obviously we know what's going to happen, but uh, spoilers. But uh, I suppose, you know, again, is, 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 is that what really it was all about? You know, this, this alien being that flies out of the moon and goes off somewhere else. He's really just a plot device to talk about the Doctor's relationship and how that Clara says she never wants to see him again. Obviously, she does see him again in the future. 
but it yeah, they could have done it so much better. They could have done it so many other different ways. And yeah, and also Courtney Woods has got to class as one of the most irritating and annoying companions ever. I mean, she really is. She's just great. She whines. She moans. She's a fifteen-year-old kid. I'm sorry, I just, I just, I just can't take to her at all. So with this one, it's just one of those that, yeah, I watched it and then it finished, and that was it, really. I mean, it just, it just wasn't very good, was it? You know, as I probably don't want to say, it wasn't all nice. Anyway, hope things will get better, and uh, I'll speak to you later. Bye for now. Well, Andy gets one of these. Um, right, the thing is, right, Andy hasn't experienced uh, the wonders of uh, being with a 15-year-old child. Uh, he's got that to come. He will. He will. To be fair, uh, in my experience, uh, Courtney, uh, as a 15-year-old, um, is quite a delight compared with some of the 15-year-olds that uh, <laughs> will remain nameless that I've had to deal with. Okay. Right then. Uh, Oh yes, Mary, I sent you over some some stuff. Yes, you did. And this is a long one from the Miles. That's what she said. Miles and miles and miles and miles. miles (laughs) Very good, Kirby. All right. So let's start with. Okay. So before we start, we did not like this one. Oh, dear. Uh, in quotes, the disruptor, a.k.a. Courtney, was annoying as usual. Oh, my God. Hasn't the TARDIS landed on a crashing spacecraft before now? Paul yeah. McGann's doctor driving that time? Yeah. Earth has no space travel by 2049, yet there are Mexicans mining on the moon who have not been heard from for 10 years. Um, yeah, yeah, all of this really, um, this is me saying this, um, all of this timing of thing, like Courtney being the first woman on the moon and all that, and, and all I can say is, well, no, she can't possibly be because there's a whole space station down there. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so the um, the Mexicans have been mining on the moon, haven't been heard from for 10 years. They're going to blow up the moon with atomic weapons. That is so Bruce Willis, and he also used a shuttle. At least the disruptor came in useful in carrying a bottle of disinfectant to beat the giant spider. Was she sending pictures on Tumblr to the past from the future? Her phone service coverage must be good to reach the moon. Lundvik, yeah, here's another thing that confused me. Lundvik says her grandmother used to use Tumblr. If Lundvik is mid-40s, she would have been at school with Courtney or just after and would have used it herself. There are also problems with the earth being a beautiful blue marble lit by the sun, yet within an hour, the side of the earth facing the moon was in total darkness. It takes the moon 14 days to go from earth's night side to its day side. So Courtney meets some bloke called Blinovich and become president of the USA. There are some excellent quotes in this one when Clara threatens the doctor. Tell me what you know, doctor, or I'll smack you so hard you'll regenerate. <laughs> also, not being sick and no hanky-panky in the TARDIS. And can't you ask the school secretary? She hates me. She thinks I gave her a packet of Tina Lady as a secret Santa. <laughs> what does that mean? 
Ten, what does it ten mean? ladies is a a, 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 a a women's sort of um, uh, sanitization. Is that no, like sanitar? It's what yeah. women wear when they're, had, they're having their periods. And for me, I think need a wee wee. we heard it ten years ago, and I think it was Deb that explained to me that it's the like incontinence pads. Yeah, and they, they also you can use okay. them for anything that leaks out of a lady, uh, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah. <laughs> Um, another quote, one small thing for a thing, one enormous thing for a thingy thing. So much for history. How the hell did the space dragon lay an egg that was bigger than itself? That's all we have on this turkey. Much better one next. Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, no. Sorry, mommy. On the Orient Express. Well, same difference. <clears throat> the And Terry Miles. Right. So uh, the point about... Uh, what's her name? Oh, Courtney being the first woman on the moon. Well, she is because she she was her time was uh, 2014. She may have gone to the future to, to um, land on the moon, but she's still essentially the first because she in in her timeline got there before the Plus, other women that ended up on the moon. Yes. So what? It's stated in the dialogue that the Mexicans were all men. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, there would have been exploration of the moon before that. Not but, if they gave up with exploring. Right. Um, change on the on the main um, feed before we do the last bit of feedback um, is Lillian Robin, who says, and this is what my point a few weeks ago about. I think Andy sort of throws all his words into a like a, a, a Scrabble bag and then tips them out all at the same time, <laughs> and the first few pour out really quickly because she says, "I can't always understand Andy." <laughs> <laughs> neither can I. Sometimes. Yeah, neither can I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, okay, so that leads us to. Uh, I nearly pressed the wrong piece of music there. <clears throat> this. Hello, 20 Megabyte Podcast. This is Ian Kirk. Well, hello, Ian. Kill the Moon by Peter Harness. A divisive episode. Some people say you cannot change the laws of physics, while others egg them on. <laughs> the moon is an egg and Clara gets a chip on her shoulder. <laughs> the story is geared towards the doctor forcing Clara to make a choice that affects the safety of the earth. The people on the night side vote to blow up the moon, but she ignores them. This egg story was written during the 11th Doctor's era, oh. but the 12th Doctor poached it. Oh, Clara oh had a my God. does not want to be with the Doctor, but I expect that will be forgotten by next week. The dragon hatches and flies off, leaving a new egg of the same mass behind to restore the mavity and the tides. <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs> he says slightly annoyed at that, didn't he? Right, oh, uh, that's Ian Kirk, everyone. Oh, not even not. Oh, thank you. Slight bit of a cheer there. Um, right, I've, so, I've, I've ordered uh, computer stuff from Newegg. Oh, thank you, thank you for that, Kirby. It's a company that you can buy stuff from. Yeah, I, I, I guess that. Just letting you know. Okay. Right, uh, so, uh, I think I've lost my thread as where I'm supposed to happen. We can't possibly be on what we watched this week already, could we, Mary? Nope. Are we you want me to go first? No, 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 I'm just, well, I think we're there. I think this is where we are. I can't think that we're... Oh, okay, we're, okay. I think we're actually at the what we watched this week uh, section of the show. And I actually have I'm... something to say this week, unlike most weeks. <laughs> oh, have you watched stuff? 
<laughs> I watched one thing. Oh, okay, well, I'm trying to find the the deleted items on on here so I can know what we've watched. Right then. Oh, I've just deleted a load of stuff that doesn't help. Okay, well, oh, do you, do you watch that series? So, but while I remind you, um, Kirby called Isle of Wight, Jewel of the South. I Hello. think I watched it uh, about a year ago. Mm, it's back. It's a new series, and the first episode features. I don't know if you. Uh, we're aware of this because there is a TikTok out there of a chitty chitty bang bang uh, reversing and parking inside uh, Fantasy Con in November. You don't remember that, do you? Wow! Like, yeah, so this is in the show. Nick, who is uh, obviously a regular at Fantasy Con and built uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Island, yeah, the one we have on the island, is on the Isle of Wight Jewel of the South programme. So he's actually there in the show. And the, now you've got to be very eagle-eyed, anybody who watches this particular show. It's on Channel 5. Um, when they go they go into Nick's shed to show Chitty Chitty Bang Bang in its little shed, on the floor is a police public call box sign, part of the TARDIS that Nick built for FantasyCon 1. Now, all the pictures you see of guests standing in front of a TARDIS at FantasyCon 1 are Nick's TARDIS one he built for for the event itself which was very nice of him because it must have cost him quite a lot of money and he's now got a TARDIS in his shed which he doesn't do much with but um that there is on there so eagle eye viewers if you watch that uh, have a look at, uh, at the, a very quick blinky you'll miss it but there's a bit of a TARDIS by Chitty Chitty Bang Bang in Nick's shed anyway, so that's one of the programs we watched this week uh what else we've got the old Love Island up in embroiled into watching that again because deb watches it uh victorian murder files is a, a program on it's on um discovery plus it's also on one of the um the sky channels it's basically um victorian murders sort of investigated in a modern way using modern actors and modern uh sort of it's a documentary thing with acting um so in some ways they look to see if the 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 verdict was correct uh, for the, for the murders in these. It was very interesting, to be fair. Uh, what else? Well, George Michael at the BBC. It was very nostalgic, and some of the stuff they showed of George Michael, the, especially the the when he sings at his concert with Elton John. Well, I, I may have mentioned this before. I certainly have to other people, but I went to see George Michael's next show after that, and we already knew that Elton John had appeared at the previous night so we were going all excited of course he didn't appear at that one did he um love island all stuff what else we got here traitors we talked about that last week didn't we that's finished now by the way if i didn't mention it last week uh and uh yeah again it's so good traitors if there's it's available in various different international formats now uh it's addictive and superb if i hope uh you are uh, going to watch it. Uh, Gladiators. I watched that on my own. No, none of the other people watch it. It's a harmless fun. Uh, Born from the Same Stranger, which is uh, a long-lost family spin-off. And it's basically, back in the day, uh, you may not be old enough to remember this, but um, there was a bit of a craze for uh, couples that couldn't get pregnant to get a sperm donor and the sperm donor and i think in the first episode of big bang theory is uh, sheldon and leonard uh, going to a sperm donor clinic um to anonymously yeah, donate that, that their is, sperm that is so unlike sheldon that no, that's not considered canon i know but they they donate their sperm to this uh, clinic and that's what people did in i think it was the 80s or 90s anyway and then they went off in their merry way with their little pocket full of cash uh 
totally oblivious to the advancements in DNA technology and DNA uh, family research uh, sites. Ancestry. <coughs> and now all these people who are the product of sperm donors can find out who their biological parents are. And they do. And they find out they not only do they find out who their biological parents are, but they do have the choice to say, yes, I do want to speak to you or no, I don't. Is they also have lots of biological half siblings um, and stuff like that. It's a fascinating program. It really is. Uh, and very uh, beautifully put together. Um, what else have we been watching? Mars Singer. Uh, um, the only criticism I about of Mars Singer is that the hints have gone from too easy to too hard. But it was a real thrill a few weeks ago when Dion Warwick uh, appeared on it. Um, she's a singer, by the way, Dion Warwick. You're probably not aware of that. I, I have Drag a question it. for you, Ooh. Adam. I have a question. Yes. Do you ever leave the house? This is, uh, we watch it during dinner when we're having our dinners. I don't understand how he can watch so much stuff. Well, when I'm at home um, working in here, I, I put stuff on for back. Dragon's Den is another thing we watch, uh, which is really good. And that's probably about it. That's on there. Uh, what else have we been doing? Um, oh, on Discovery oh, well, Plus. A question for Kirby, because Kirby, you, you watch a lot of shows and you rewatch and re-listen oh, films. to stuff that we've done. <laughs> well, no, I don't watch that much, that many shows. Most of what I watch are shorts off of YouTube because I don't, I, I wish I had time to watch more actual shows, but I, like, I only watched one movie this past week. Oh, yeah. as, far as, as far as re-listening to the podcast, I do that on uh, Saturday mornings. Mm. Well, okay. that's, that's about it for the stuff that we watch um, that I probably haven't mentioned in previous weeks and stuff like that. Hang on, a bit of tracked wind. Um, right, we went to the cinema on Friday and watched a rather superb movie called Argyle, uh, which features um, somebody who was Superman at some point, somebody who was Nick Fury, somebody who sings songs um, for a living, somebody who's been lots of stuff but you wouldn't necessarily pick up his name uh someone who was in daddy's what daddy's home is that, is that the, daddy's home is that the one with my cousin mark Wahlberg and um that bloke with the funny eyes who was everybody's uh, your cousin mark Wahlberg, my cousin yeah De very very distant cousin so don't get too excited Kirby. um yeah, you're probably not familiar. Everybody's you're not. Cast. You don't know. You're probably not familiar with Superman, are you? But I think, as far as I know, because I'm a I'm a Marvel man, but um, apparently Superman was played by this chap. I think his name's something like Henry Cavill or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Henry Cavill. Anyway, I think that's the name that rings a bell. And a pussycat. So um, it's it's made by the same people who make uh, Kingsman, and it certainly has that Kingsman feel to it. But it's a ball of utter fun um you won't get bored watching it it's just ongoing all sorts of action um acting action physical action exploding action brilliant camera angles beautiful colors um twists and turns uh you know cameo roles by amazing stars and uh, new roles by new actors coming through i mean julie leap is only in it for a few minutes but she's stunning in it um, all I'm going to say is go and watch it because it's absolutely brilliant. Um, What's it and if called? You and if you like, pardon? What's it called? Argyle. A R G Y L L E. Yeah, and if you liked Kinsman, so, you'll like this. So it's it socks. Okay, I get it. What? Argyle like the socks. 
I didn't know. I didn't know there were socks called argyle. Yes, they are. They have that pattern that, that is all throughout argyle. Oh, that's what that <laughs> pattern is on pattern, the. Yeah, that pattern's on the background. Yes. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. It's a spy. Yeah, Ar- Argyle the movie's spelled differently. There's two L's. Yeah, it's um. Oh God, it's two it's L a spy. It. Okay, it's a spy spoof, spy spoof movie, but yes. based on a comic book type thing. It's fantastic. Really good fun. Enjoy it. Uh, and I, as I said last week, watched the holdovers uh, at the previous Saturday, which was a completely different style movie, but still very very good. So there's some good stuff on at the cinema at the moment. Um, and the new series of Death in Paradise is about to start, and we haven't watched the Christmas special yet, and I need to watch it. I also need to watch the other series that's based in... There's a spin-off series, because my friend Joe's in it. Um, I don't think there's anything else. So I'm sure you lot talking about stuff will jog my memory. Oh, Lego Masters, of course. Yes. Lots and lots of Lego Masters. I wish I had time to watch all this stuff. I watch it in my leisure. When I'm building Lego, I watch Lego. Am I not allowed to build Lego? I mean, the tower has No, a... of course you are. It's just that if I'm if I'm doing something, what? I can't what? Watch and do. You can watch programs while building Lego. Hello, anybody? Anyway. <laughs> right then, Kirby, uh, go on then. You said you've watched a lot this week. Let's see if that's I true. Watched, I just I watched one movie. On my standard uh, Friday uh, watch with the geek daughter, uh, watch Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, finally. And what did you think of it then, Kevin? Oh, I loved it. It's good, it isn't it? It's very, very well done. Hmm. And I'm, I'm not really a Doctor Strange fan. He, when, when I was a kid, first of all, I wasn't a Marvel person when I was a kid. Uh, and I always thought Doctor Strange was just strange. <laughs> Uh, but uh, the 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 cover batch is really good as him, and uh, it, it was it's enjoyable, and I'm I'm glad I watched it, and I think we're going to watch the uh, second um, Wakanda movie next week. Okay, um, sorry, what film did you say you watched? Oh, the Doctor Strange one. So, do, do you watch the X Men movies then? Yeah, I've watched the X-Men movies. So wasn't it quite exciting when when Patrick Stewart did his cameo in it? Yes. Have yeah, you, I, I went, yeah. Have you seen um, his cameos in, in, in uh, does he do, um, I think it's Warburton's or something like that, Warburton's bread adverts. You get these big American stars. Well, I know he's not American, but. No, no I haven't. It was the Yorkshire Tea I advert, was, wasn't it? I went yay, yay about was when uh, uh the leader of the Fantastic Four showed up as well. Yes, but a different actor. It was good, that. I enjoyed yeah. that. Uh, have you, is that it? Are you done? Yes. Oh. I said there was only one thing. All right. You, you implied there was loads. No, you guys kept saying it's loads. Oh, God. All right, then, Mary, what have you been um, absorbing this week? Mm-hmm. Well, once again, I'm watching a lot of basketball. Um, so that's that's where a lot of my time how do you goes. how do you get time to watch all this stuff, Mary? Watching uh, basketball and stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, the team She's that retired. I watch, they, they play three three times in the week, but the games go on for like an hour and a half, two hours. So, um, but anyway, so I went to the theater um, yesterday with a friend and saw the movie Argyle. Hey, <laughs> that's brilliant. Never heard it. And I can I can sort of agree with you. 
uh, it, it, it's colorful. It's bonkers. I mean, yes. it's like watching that movie. What do they call it? Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. It's like watching that. It's not quite because the twists and the turns oh, it's lots are of just and turns. out of out of nowhere, and you know, so that's really enjoyable. But for me, um, all that kung fu type fighting, you know, the way um, it's choreographed, that dance fighting, isn't it? In the air and do all these fantastical things when they're fighting. That those go on way too long for me. I'm bored and want something to happen other than you know this this fight that will not end. Yeah, but I think you'll find they're actually dance sequences. If you, they could cut a whole half hour out of that movie if they would just shorten those fights. Oh, but I love um, the fights because it's it's over two hours long. It is. I love the fights too. Yeah, no, See, but the, the, I, we know, I know it's over two hours long, but it, it didn't feel like two hours when I was watching. I love those. They're so beautifully put together, especially that smoke one. The other one where they're the um, oh, smoke bit. Yeah, the one, with the, the one with all the smoke. That yeah. that one I did love, and oh, I good. didn't mind that it went on and on. But all the other ones, just I was looking at my watch saying, oh, my God, <laughs> can we get over this already? <laughs> That's Kingsman <laughs> films guy, for you. And the guys seem to love. The guys just eat up these kung fu fights, so I knew it was for them. <laughs> um, so I, I, mean, I didn't resent it, but uh, I wouldn't go back. And, and people that are asking me, oh, should I go see it? And I'm saying, yeah, you can probably wait till it comes to streaming. Cause oh, it, it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't. Now, <laughs> now you say that it was made by the people who made the Kingsman. That's it. And I heard of the Kingsman before. Um, how, how old are those? Can, are those on streaming anywhere? Uh, Kingsman's on Disney Plus. Last time I checked. Uh, oh, I okay. Wrong. I'll look uh, it up there. Because um, I'm hearing, I, I heard from two people that although they they kind of like this movie, they like the Kingsman more. So well, that's because Karen um, Edgerton's in it, isn't he? And Elton John's in the second one, or is he in the first one? I know Elton John's in one of them. But you know the, the 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 main woman, the featured woman. You know her. You know who her father is. Uh, oh, what the the one who was ginger and then she's blonde. Yeah. Who her father is? Did you say? Her father is uh, Ron Howard, who made who is a. Right. Oh, I and, didn't know that. Yeah, she she's the one who was running around uh, Jurassic World in high heels. I yes, haven't yes, seen Jurassic was. World. Yeah. I will say though, she's very beautiful. Ron Howard, and you know he's an award-winning director. He's yeah, made I know some Ron Howard is. I know he was in Happy Days. Sunday, Monday, yes, he, Happy Days. And he was also in lots of classic Twilight Zones. Uh, oh. Kingsman: The Secret Service is here on Max. And Max, okay. On Max. There's three Kingsman, Kingsman films. Let me see about the sequel. And then there's another one. Is it there? Is that the first or second one? That's the first one. Let me see about the second. The second one. one's called Kingsman uh, and it's got a subtitle. And the third okay, one Kingsman, is the Kingsman. Well, the first one also has a subtitle. Okay, Kingsman: The Golden Circle, 2017, is not on Max. It's it's only on. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not on anything where it's a standard part. Of there's another one called uh, The Kingsman. It's just a prequel of the two. It's called what? The King's Man. So you've got Kingsman 1, Kingsman 2, and The King's Man, which is a prequel of Kingsman 1 and 2. It uh, goes back okay. in time. All right. All very good. About that one. And yeah, especially I saw that if you one, like... That, um, I didn't think that was part of it because it was... Uh, it is. Had, it had Kingsman separated as two uh, right. words. And yeah, that that's one's also how, it passed, how Kingsman becomes. Streaming services. It is. It's you part of the story. Buy it or rent it. The oh, King's Man okay. is. Okay. I wouldn't. I'd still want to watch Kingsman and One and Two before watching The King's Man. Um, to be fair, uh, just saying. Yeah, the, the first one's called Kingsman: The Secret Service. Yeah. Okay, I will look that one up. You said it's on Max. It's on Max. Yeah. Also um, on 
Is it on? No, I think it's on Prime. Um, is True Detective? I've been watching that. That is bizarre and interesting. Um, wow! It is. It started out. Uh, there's three seasons now. The third season just came out. But the first one um, was uh, Matthew McConaughey, and oh, I can't think of the other guy's name. Um, played Woody Harrelson in Cheers. What's his name? Four seasons. Well, no, the played... name of the guy who played. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm saying it's not three seasons. It's four seasons on Max. So you are, are you asking who played Woody Harrison in Cheers? Well, it might be Woody Harrelson. It is Woody Harrelson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Matthew McConaughey, and it is dark, and it is confusing, and it is involving, and it is. I mean, it it is so well done. It's called True Detective. Um, if you can watch that, because right now the, this third season now uh, features Jodie Foster um, and she's yeah. up by the she's up in Alaska. And there's there's some um, what do you call it? Native. A lot of natives are, are up there and there's all this mysterious I stuff know. that's going on. Mary. People that are running out naked in the night and then getting frozen in the ice. And Ma- she's got to figure out what's going on. It, it's Mary. very interesting. Mary. Yes. Where did you say she was up at? You said she she's up. Um, Jodie Foster's up at somewhere. She's up in Alaska. Well, go and ask her then. I just want to know where she is. <laughs> <laughs> so you ask. Get in. I almost used that same joke, but I decided it was not worth it. <laughs> it's the delivery, Kirby. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry, okay, carry I'm on. Done. Carry on. Oh, you done? <laughs> I'm oh. Done. I've had it. I feel like I've ruined your piece there by delivering that incredibly brilliant joke. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> you would do. Oh dear. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's sort of. Oh my God, I've nearly got a piece of music playing there. I didn't want to play. Wow, so, we've um, only been going for an hour and fifteen minutes. Oh dear, how sad. Never mind. The other things that I've been watching, that I forgot about because I was up there on Disney, uh, Disney Plus, Discovery Plus, is a series called. Uh, Hang on, I've forgotten. I can't see it because it's scrolled down. Oh, real-time crime. It's a bit like murder on CCTV, but a bit, a bit more detail on the investigation. Uh, and there's some really graphic stuff in there, to be fair. This bloke gets shot in the face. It's quite nasty. They blur it out, but you know exactly what's happening. It's not quite horrible. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a really good good series in regards to the fact they do the investigation, catch the baddies, uh, and, and bang them up in jail. But, unfortunately, I've always been a very a big admirer of the American judicial system in regards to the tensities that murderers get. Um, but um, a bloke that shoots another bloke that he's just met in the street, just for the sake of it, in the face... Um, get second degree murder and therefore not a full life term i think that's a bit wrong but there you go that's 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 lawyers for you isn't it right then so (laughs) um next time we're doing an episode for which i haven't actually researched the title for so fortunately i have two people who can actually tell me what the title of the i think it's murder on the murder on the orient express no hang on it's, it's Oh, mummy on the Orient Express. Mummy on the Orient, nearly. Yeah, is it based on Murder on the Orient Express, perhaps? I don't know. It's, it's, there's a train and it's 30s theme. That's about it. Yeah. Mm. I haven't However, seen that I was just looking at my calendar, and uh, guess what? You'll have to put up without me. Oh, no! <laughs> Hang on, I've got some music for that. Um, so no you... interruptions? I mean, Adam, we're going to get this thing done in 15 minutes. I, I... Go on, Kirby, explain why we're not going to have... Have you on the show? I did, 
That is, if we're doing it on the 11th. Oh, are you asking I me a question? I did not realize that there was... What was the main, my main excuse for skipping? You're asking me what your main excuse for skipping well, is. You know oh, watching. is it going to watch a silent movie or something like that? Yeah, you're going to watch a silent movie. Ah, yes, we are supposed to be recording next week on the 11th of February. Uh, so at the moment, that is the case. Uh, well, I will be at uh, at the Strand Theatre seeing a 1923 movie called Safety Last with Harold Lloyd. I love Harold Lloyd. That's it. That's what I'm going to say about the matter. Hooray for Harold Lloyd. That's all I can say. Hooray for Harold Lloyd. That was the theme tune. Of course I've seen this one, but you just never... The best way of watching a silent movie is with live theater organ accompaniment. So you've got your organ out then for the film. Is that what you're saying? You're going to the uh, cinema. Strand's Mighty Allen Theater Organ, a four-man digital replica of a 1920s Wurlitzer Theater pipe Mm, organ. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, um, Enough of the smut. Let's move on. Right then, so um, that's next time on the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast. Uh, But until then, thank you for listening, watching, taking part in the show. Please continue to do so. Goodbye. Goodbye, fancy pants. The 20-megabyte Doctor Who podcast is an APV Services production, sponsored by whoone.co.uk and lavazi.co.uk. We are proud members of the Doctor Who podcast alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended. The music on this podcast is covered by limited online music license from PRS for Music.